Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast, a very special edition of the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike German, and I'm here in person with a mm. friend and trusty producer, Max Kerman, and also in person, our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham, and sitting just to the left of me off mic, Manger Ash. Yes, she's going to be flagging things in real time. <laughs> be good. Um, guys, this is really exciting. I mean, this kind of came up like in the last day or two, mm-hmm. and here we are in person. We are uh, recording this live at odds. Max is the bar that you, uh, you, you are the owner of, a co-owner mm. of. This was fun for me because I actually got to know the staff for about 30 minutes sitting alone by the booth. Here we go. Well, we had the plan Shane was does to- have a true gripe here. This is very Max, and, and I try to be punctual. Yeah, pretty good on time. No, no. In Max's defense, he did send a text saying that he'll be late eight minutes before we were supposed to be here, which is the perfect amount of time where you've already left your house. Um, yeah, but so odds opens at five o'clock. Yeah. I said, let's meet at four. We'll do a pod. And then we'll uh, have some food and we'll get to catch up. and It'll be great. And then, of course, uh, I was very late. But I would like to tell our audience members, if you are looking to book a private event, uh, hit odds up. This is a great place to do a podcast uh, doing recording. One right now. Maybe uh, a wedding company party come Christmas time. Mm. Just drop us a line if you're in the Hamilton area. Maybe an impromptu sale job yeah. on a pod. That's right. This, this <laughs> episode is brought to you by Odds Bar, 164 James Street North in the heart of Hamilton. Why were you late, Max? Um... Actually, if I'm being honest, uh, I had to go see my accountant in Burlington. Mm. Uh, Ash had some receipts that needed to be tended to. Um, I, ba- I literally left the, the meeting, uh, and I wandered off into the other part of the office where the other accountant is that deals with the band <laughs> stuff, because this accountant does You know, Jeff Mann and David Buss. And, course, and David yeah. listens to the podcast, so shout, shout out to, to Dave. Dave yeah. And so basically, Ash had a folder full of receipts that she had been keeping, and then... I lasted about three minutes in this meeting, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to go talk to Jeff. And then I went into the Jeff's office, and I said, hey, Jeff, does the band have enough money? And then he said, you're fine. And I was like, all right, good meeting. <laughs> that was the extent of it. And, uh, and then, then we got stuck in a little bit of traffic. And now we're here. Well, congrats on having enough yeah. cash not to be sunk. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. That's good. Imagine if it went the other way. Just the most somber yeah, pod nope. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Things aren't looking good, Max. Boy. <laughs> yeah, but this is awesome. It's kind of funny to me because, you know, we've done live shows before. Uh, and people like will come to them. And this is one of those weird things where we're kind of doing a live show, but mm-hmm. no one knows we're here. So if you were a pod listener and you happen to roll into odds, you would just actually be witnessing us do a podcast. Can right we go now. live on the odds Instagram right now? Oh, yeah. Do no, something. Ash, no, Ash is yeah, saying no. She's betting in real time. It actually works. This is actually good. Let's see, uh, let's see what happens if we go live. I like it because Max thought it was a rhetorical question that just meant yes, <laughs> but there was a no answer and you're still pressing Are forward. Are we going live? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, check yeah. in connection. <laughs> Let's see. All right, um, uh, so Shane, you walked here. I walked here, yes. Yeah, I walked here. And I was here for 30 minutes with the staff, uh, awkwardly sitting by myself. Yeah, you wouldn't be particularly good at just making small talk with people you don't know, right? Well, they're busy. They're doing something with ice. There was a lot of noise. I didn't want to uh, disrupt them. Mm. Yeah. And um, Mike, you... Mm said you were late in an Uber. Yes. And uh, and we ordered two beers. Yes. And then we got you a third. That was nice of you. And, so was, and Shane said he walked here specifically so he could have a couple drinks. Are you planning to have a couple drinks tonight? I mean, I'm enjoying a drink right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately, I did meticulously plan my sort of afternoon to get here on time. Uh, but what happened was I got like three work calls in succession in like the spot where I was supposed to get in the Uber. Mm. And then Shane was sitting here by himself for 20 minutes. And I feel bad because... You know, you got to be punctual, man. It's not, it's not polite to show up late, although it seems to be. Yeah, it's my thing. People it's your thing. Yeah. Hey, well, look, we have 35 viewers uh, on Instagram right now. Um, we're doing a live chat if you're watching us on Instagram. Hi, Mike. iPhone professor says. Hey. Um, anyway, the, so what are, we, what are we talking about today? Uh, outfits for first day of school. Oh, yeah. I also want to find out, are these beers complimentary? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're on the house. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's all go. on uh, Max today. Oh, hey. Well, cheers to Max. Yeah. Thank cheers. cheers. Max. I'm, I'm driving later, so I probably can't have another shot. But if you guys want to have a shot at any point, mm. we're going to order some dinner. Oh, of course. It'll the food here is uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, but let's catch up on, on our week away, because we didn't have a pod, right? We did not. So, yeah, for our listeners... Uh, we, we were off for a week. We were going to record, but then our episode got delayed, and then Max called an audible. He essentially said, guys, it's the end of summer. Nobody's doing shit. We're not doing a podcast this week. And I was like, that works for me. Cause it was well, I called Shane because it was taking forever 
to get the pod up, La- like the last pod we did. And I was like, is everything okay with Shane? He's usually pretty quick. So I sent him a private text message. I was like, hey, buddy, are you holding up okay? <laughs> then- it's very unsettling being filmed this entire time <laughs> where you're talking about potentially like my mental health. But uh, yeah, I was fine. It was just, you know, it's, it's busy times. People are going back to school. I have mm. two children. Yeah. Uh, they weren't in daycare at the time. Today's actually their first day of daycare. So I feel like my life opens up starting today. My wife has gone back to work, so the house is a lot quieter, and I can actually focus now. Okay. Uh, okay, on that note, we're going to say goodbye to this uh, Insta story. We're at Odds in the heart of downtown Hamilton. If you want to come by and have a drink, uh, we're signing autographs later. So uh, <laughs> bring, bring by those glossy 8x11s. All right, we'll see you later. Uh, how do I end this? Oh, shit. Oh, here we go. Five minutes of the pod, Max trying to figure out the tech for the yeah. listeners at home. Um, okay, I think we ended it. So yeah, so one of the things we wanted to do, uh, we do have some topics. We'll, we'll get to those. We can do yeah. First, memories. You know, everyone's going back to school. A lot of kids are going to school. Uh, it's really sort of the start of the fall. The summer is over. Uh, and Max, you'd mentioned sort of our like some memories we had of being young or outfit memories. We can get into those in a second. But before that. What did we do with that week week away from one another? Uh, does anyone have any interesting stories? Well, I heard your um, your vacation got sabotaged. Oh, that is true. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about that. Well, I, was, I had a weekend away with my brother uh, and his partner, Laura. It was going to be me and Danica and Greg and Laura. And it was going to be kid-free. We were going to have Wynn stay uh, with family. But then there was like a, a close contact situation, a positive test of somebody who had been around somebody. So basically, this happened like 12 hours before we were leaving, and we were like, oh, man. How fucking pissed were you? Oh, we were, listen, like, honestly, and I'm not even just saying this because we're on a podcast, your first concern is the close contact. You go, you hope nobody contracted this thing. You hope it's a false positive, all that stuff. And then second, you know, your second emotion as you're a human being, you go, ah, shit, it means we're going to have to take Winona with us. Like, there's there's nowhere else to put her. So our weekend away. Very political answer. It's true. (laughs) It's true. And uh, and then, you know, and I think the thing is, uh, as any parents listening to this will know, and as Shane can certainly attest, it's like, you don't get to really sleep in with kids. So if you can have, like, two nights away with, you know, other adults, and like, Really, it's just about being able to sleep till 11 the next day. Or if your Danica doesn't sleep and she can get up and sit on the porch. And this, we rented this beautiful place in Prince Edward County. And they had this nice big wraparound porch. That, like, you know, she could have gone out and read a book from 7 till 11 or whatever that is. All those are out the window because then, you know, you, you had to bring up when. But how is Greg at being a babysitter saying, you know what? Today's on me. I'm taking her to the park. You guys relax. <laughs> <laughs> did he say that? Uh, no, he did not bring her to the park. But but I will say that, like, when I told him, I was like, hey, like, we're going to. He was actually excited because he's like, one of the things about this pandemic, and he lives in Toronto, obviously, is that um, he, he doesn't get to see her as much. It's, you know, like four times a year where we actually will do something together. So they were excited to get Winona time. Uh, and they were awesome. They, like, brought, like, sports stuff. And they were, like, out in, like, the, like, in front of the house, like, playing soccer with her and. Like, Dan and I were able to, like, chill for a bit, especially once we got up there, because, like, she was just, like, obsessed with them and running around circles, and by the end, they were all best friends, and it was, like, and, it, like, the memories are great, and we're super happy, but, yeah, like, it went from being, like, an adult vacation mm. to, you know, bringing Winona, and she just became sort of the focal point of everything. Did you, like, uh, do you ever say anything, like, to Winona, to let her know that you kind of resent her being here? Like, this was supposed <laughs> to be mommy and daddy's big week away. And then you walk away. You just say that and then walk away. No, you never vocal. I mean, that's probably one of the first rules as a parent that you kind of learn is you don't want to put, put it on the kid. That's mm. how they get complex. But I will say, like, say she's being extra, like, sort of, like, needy. She's like, no, I don't want that food. I want this food. You, Dana and I will, like, share a look, like, could have been so much different. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like you share a look with one another and you, you can't help but laugh. How did you say, like... It doesn't fucking matter. Like, whatever the fuck you're mad about, it doesn't fucking matter. Do you Too winny. That? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's what he's the asking. Question? That's yeah. what he's asking. Okay. Can you ever say that? Can they rationalize in any way? It is funny you say because Dan and I just had a talk about this, and we don't have to do, like, a deep parent. This is more for this family tree, an excellent podcast. Mm-hmm. Listen to that. But the idea of how you sort of communicate to a kid who is being petulant or, like, testing the boundaries or, you mm-hmm. know, throwing a, you know, having a hissy fit or something. And it's like, party wants to do, like, what your parents make, like my dad did. Where it's kind of like, yo, like I'm the boss, shut it down, whatever that yeah. is, mm-hmm. that kind of force. But I you ever know. get the belt when you're a kid? <laughs> I didn't. I, mm-hmm. I and I, I I don't know if that's a joke or not. No, I, I got the belt. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. From who? My mom. Wow. Yeah. Did you get spanked? I, well, I guess it, with bare hand, yeah, and a belt, and it My would goodness. be appointment spanking. So <laughs> you do something bad, and it's like you're gonna get spanked later, 
and then things would seemingly be fine four hours later, but the spanking would still happen. She'd oh, stick she'd with put the it on the calendar. Yeah. So it would be like eight. She's like, now it's spank time. And then, you know, I got hit with the well, bus. She remembered it. It's not, not a And moment. there's nothing yes. you could have done to, like, be spared the sentence? No. So my, I always would pretend it hurt more than it did. Mm. But sometimes it didn't hurt at all, and I'd start, like, laughing by accident. It would kind of be, like, I'd feel bad for my mom, like, she couldn't hurt me. But the the no. most I had like that was when I was, like, 14. I think I was, like... I was storming out of the house. I'm like, I'm living somewhere else at one of these fights. And my mom had a spatula, like, from the kitchen. <laughs> and as I was trying to put my shoes on to, like, she run away, <laughs> I was a light child. She was able to flip me right over. She was whacking my legs and hands as I was trying to put my shoes on. She's like, you're not going. And I'm going, stop, stop. And she's hitting me with the spatula. I'm like, that's assault. And she's, like, hitting me with the spatula. I finally get my shoes on and storm out. And came back two hours later. But, you know. It's one of those things that really makes, like, ages us. You know, because mm-hmm. now we really feel like old people telling these stories. Yes. Like, oh, back in the day, you could like smoking cars or like or smoke inside <laughs> not smoking cars you can still do that now uh, but it's like not my you, car, like any of that stuff that that was like oh that's like something your parents do because if you told any you know in, enlightened 10 year old oh, yeah. like oh do you know that i got spanked to be like what the fuck and you know what i mean oh like, yeah it's wild yeah well this gets back to the, the tone like so i i you come at things from like an adult i know that there's times where you'll hear these stories about kids and you're like Yo, you just got to tell them. Be fucking cool. Like, that's the way you would mm-hmm. talk to a child. But, you know, Danica's read a lot more than me. I know Alex has gone way down this path and all that stuff. But it's like, if you approach them with sort of like a very calm and even sort of like uh, demeanor, they sort of pick up on that. And even though in the moment it, it might not totally de-escalate things, over time it actually does keep things calmer. Even though, I don't know, you can speak to this. There's times where I do want to be like, yo, chill the fuck out. Like, you know how good you got it, kid? Like, my dad never did any of this shit with me. It's like you're screaming because we watched only two episodes of Bluey instead of four, you know? Yeah. But I'm not, I just, I, I think it, but I don't. How, how do you, do you go back with force or do you just stay super I calm? never raise my voice ever with the kids. And I, when Lou's acting out, I'll just say, can you come talk to me for a second? And then I'll take her to a different place and we'll just have like a very calm conversation. I'll be like, now go apologize to Betty or your mom. Yeah. And then she'll go, oh, I'm sorry, mommy. It's very cute. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. nice. I like mm-hmm. that. And it works. It does work. Mm-hmm. Even though your instinct would be to like match their energy, that doesn't work. Because then they're kind of getting what they want too, right? They kind of want like you to yeah, you know, get riled up. What mm-hmm. did you do on the, this week, last week? Oh, something I do not like to do at all. It was a <laughs> photo shoot with. Oh, yeah. You're, <laughs> every other this. day you're with Scarlett. Yeah, are you? Do you guys are you guys in business together? Scarlett is Anthony no, Corona, our keyboard no, player's wife, who's a photographer. Yeah, she's like the best photographer ever, too. By the way, but she does photos with Alex, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. It's like a working relationship they have with each other. But once a year, we go to the cottage and we do this epic photo shoot. But I have to be in about thirty percent of them. <laughs> and Mike knows this. I do not like, you know this too yeah. probably, I do not like photos at all. It makes me super uncomfortable. I don't like being looked at. I don't like someone telling me how to pose. I'm bad at it. And I think Scarlett... probably what makes Scarlett a good photographer is that she'd probably give a lot of direction too. She does, but I can't take direction in that way. I don't know how to manipulate my face. I don't know how to smile. I don't know how to not smile. I don't know how to hold my body, my posture, anything to make me look good at all. So she was, she's unbelievably nice too, as you know. And she was getting a little, like, I don't know, kindly frustrated where she would just, like, pat me and be like, it's okay. And you're she, fucking and the, this up. It's yeah, okay. yeah. It's she's okay. like, go upstairs. She and takes you to yeah. another room and she's like, go apologize to It was to basically <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, you're Lucy. Yeah. Like, I was getting boxed out of the photo shoot, like, gladly. And she just, <laughs> you know. I ended up being in probably about 15% of the photos. But that was our huge mission the past week was to plan the photo shoot. Then it was like a... 12 to 14 hour day to have the photo shoot. Whoa. Because it's like a year's worth of photos. Alex uses these forever. Uh, oh, I see. So she's like banking stuff. Yes. And you mentioned that Alex is going back to school. She's already back. Yeah. This was and her first I, day. The only thing I can think about is if any of her students or students' parents are on this family tree blog or on your TikTok. Do you think that is that, is that being talked about? Well, I think breast, it might be talked about, but I think breastfeeding is a very natural thing to happen. Is she nervous, though, about, like, running into a bunch of strangers? You know what, though? This is an interesting question about, uh, like, school board policy and social media. Yeah. I, like, is there, is there a concern about that? Like, I don't know what the rules would be. Not well, you always have to mind your P's and Q's, but... You I, kind of have a social media presence, though? Yes. Yeah, most, most people, uh, that like teachers I can think of, would probably have, like, a private Instagram profile. But as time passes, there's going to be more and more people that have a pretty significant Instagram following or TikTok following because it's like 
they have an account. This is their side hustle. Everyone has a side hustle. And yeah, I, I just imagine that would be that conversation that didn't need to happen 10 years ago. Yeah. It's probably happening mm-hmm. all the time now. Yeah, I wasn't even talking about necessarily like the content, just the, just the social media presence in general. I don't know I'm talking about how the content. teachers. Yeah, I know, I know you are, but I'm just, I don't even know what that, how that works these days. Well, yeah, she has a private Instagram account, and then her this family tree. It's basically an educational account anyway. And That's she's an, true. She's an educator, so uh-huh. it fits. Yeah. Like, it, it's not the most racy thing in the world, like, especially, you know, breastfeeding, free the nipple movement, all that. I think it's cool to show nipple. Yeah, climate change, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we'll, get, we'll get off this. I, feel, I can feel Shane getting a little uncomfortable. Oh, as sorry. You, no, I, I'm into part. it. All right. Yeah, no. I, oh, no, I was just thinking about, like, how many teachers are also just doing other stuff which yeah. is cool but, and, and it would just be like how like what the rules are or something hey i know a teacher that had a side hustle what he started a band mm. that band was called the police and mm. that teacher's name was sting wow yeah Damn. did he lose his job because of it uh, he did write a very controversial song uh, called don't stand so close to me mm. about basically how he was lusting after oh, a student yeah. was lusting after him and he had to basically like um uh, you know, exercise some restraint. That's but isn't Roxanne about having sex with prostitutes? Yes, but I think by that point he'd left the teaching. <laughs> he waited. Yeah. He had this hit song, but he had to wait till he left. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to give up the pension, you got to at least have like a, a top ten hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did some parenting this week. Well, I was going to ask, how was your week, Max? Uh, well, uh, they call me the ten minute uncle, uh, where I put in like ten good minutes with my nephews and nieces, and then I gotta get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. really good for ten minutes, and then I kind of lose interest. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, I want to do something nice with them. And I'm not particularly good at uh, birthdays or Christmas presents and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, there's a little window of time. And then it started with um, Emma, who's the oldest. She's going to high mm-hmm. school, grade nine. And, you know, she's missed out on a year and a half of, like, fun stuff that you do as a preteen and a teenager. Yeah. And I mentioned her. I was like, oh, do you want to go to Maroon 5? And she said, yeah, I'll go to Maroon 5. And she's kind of cool. She's going to, like, this art school. She does, like, kind of arty makeup and she kind of rolls her eyes at everything I say. Like, I don't think she thinks that I'm particularly cool. Mm-hmm. And I and I didn't think she'd like Maroon 5. But she's like, yeah, I'll go to Maroon 5. I want to do anything. I was like, okay, cool. So I got tickets to Maroon 5. Went to that. She brought her friend. And then I ended up just kind of being like a dad the whole time. I was just videoing them the whole time with mm-hmm. concert dancing. Wow. <laughs> and then... Like, you you got joy out of the concert through their eyes. Oh, absolutely. That's what being a parent is, Max. I know, I know. It was great. I mean, I did leave them after, like, the second song. <laughs> Basically, we had four... Two songs. We had four, um, four tickets, and Brent, our buddy, texted me, like, at 5 o'clock that day. I was flying home from Newfoundland. He's like, what are you, guys, what are you, doing, what are you doing tonight? He texted Ash and I. I was like, oh, I'm taking my nieces to the Maroon 5 concert. And he's like, can I come? I was like, okay. So then, basically... <laughs> Emma and her friend Joshua came by the house. We walked. We picked up Brent, who they've never met before, just like a random forty-year-old uh, single guy. This is Uncle Brent. We get to our seats. They kick in. First song moves like Jagger. Second song, this love. I was like, wow, they're coming out with the hits. Uh, and then I was like, all right, you two have a good time. And then Brent and I walked around and like had a beer with people that we knew. <laughs> we we That's came back hilarious. Uh, for the last like uh, maybe fifteen minutes. Was it show. a good concert? Uh, it was. It was pretty good. Uh, they had a great time. It was hits. For days, mm-hmm. like I didn't, I I think I only didn't recognize one song. Oh, uh, they're a jukebox, man. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. How, okay, so we did that. Then Dan Hamilton texted me on Saturday and was like, "Hey, I want to go to the Blue Jays game on Sunday." I was like, "Oh, maybe I could find some tickets." So then I secured four tickets, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" I already treated Emma to something. Maybe I treat Lex, who's uh, eleven, mm-hmm. and Kai, who's like six. Spreading it around. I was like, and then I was like, maybe my dad. A boys' night. Boys afternoon. So the four of us went to the baseball game. And you added Uncle Dan? Uh, yeah, I know. Dan, no. Then, then I called Dan. I was like, Dan, sorry. Your idea's great. But I you're out. I got the tickets, but you're out. Oh, <laughs> crushing. Crushing. Yeah, but he was like, I don't care. Um, but uh, back to – so Kai's mm-hmm. six. And he's just – you know, every time I hang out with him, he gets a little smarter and smarter. But this idea where it's like, do you know how fucking good you have it? Yeah. So the tickets were first row. The Ooh. A, row AA. Wow. Right next to the first base. So that's like courtside and basketball Court, yeah, equivalent. Incredible tickets. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you know how fucking, like, pay attention to the game. <laughs> you know? And then, we, I was, and then I, we got him a jersey because I, like, I want him wow. to love baseball. It's a $60 shirt. Oh, yeah, it ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. And You're he, doing well, though. No, actually, my dad paid for it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't pay for it. Uh, but he was sort of like playing. He didn't like the buttons. I think he's used to just like a T-shirt. I'm like, and so you, you want to like, hey, this is expensive shit. <laughs> this is expensive. 
This does not mean anything to you, Kai. Dan Hamilton is crying at home right now. You know how much he wanted this seat and that shirt? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so that was cool. Uh, but they were well-behaved. They had a great time with the boys. And then I was like, shit, there's the fourth, Ellie. So my sister's three stepkids and Kai. So Ellie is nine. And she's obsessed with the show Cheese, A Love Story. Have you heard of the show? No. <laughs> yeah, we've had... Ephraim on the pod. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. No, like, I didn't listen to that this one. This one she yeah. forgot, too. You were on that interview. I was? The Cheese Master. He's in a show called A Love Story? Cheese A Love Story. That's what he was promoting. Oh, I thought you said She's A Love Story. Oh, no, Cheese. Ah, okay. That would actually be very smooth out if you actually did hear him and then forgot. No, because I thought this was a young kid, so I was, I was thinking it was like a She's All That type of show. No, no, no. She loves cheese. How old is she again? She's nine. She's wow, and she cheese. loves a cheese educational show. Okay, yeah, so know. were you able to sort her out with the star? Your buds with so them. So basically, I called after him. I'm like, hey, can we come by at 6 o'clock? This was yesterday. And uh, the store was closed. Closed at 6 o'clock. And then Afram gave her, her like a personal tour of, of the cheese shop and into the cooler and how all the cheese is made. Mm-hmm. Then we sat outside, and he was like cutting her up all different kinds of cheese and prosciutto. Amazing experience. So anyway, I did my uncle duties for the year, and we're good. But so so, <laughs> you 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 had this amazing concert experience with the with, with, with Emma. Yeah. And then you had obviously the Jays game where you felt like that wasn't really appreciated. No, no, they, they appreciate. It. They had a great time. Okay, so how did the cheese thing go? What did it get the the wow moment yeah. you expected? Yeah, she was very she was, she was a little shy, but then on the way home she was that was the coolest thing ever kind of thing. There you wow. Go. So anyway, I'm good for like another year. Oh yeah. The how was uh, the East Coast show? Newfoundland, awesome. Yeah. Oh, you know who I saw. Who'd you see? Tim McAuliffe. Oh, that, he was there. That's where he's working. Why? Big Arkells fan. <laughs> Is he? No. He's shooting uh, out he's there shooting. with uh, Mark mm. Critch from This Hour is 22 Minutes. Oh, yes. Wait. I, we were in a cab with him before, right? No, that's uh, Mark Little. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Because the, the, bar, like, the city's kind of open there, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go into bars and stuff like that, and it's pretty normal. And yeah, uh, Tim brought his like some of his staff. He said Jay Bearshaw might might have been there too, yeah, because uh, he was directing an episode, and uh, yeah, Malcolm he, McDowell is in that show, and I'm a big fan of who's Malcolm. that. He's he's like a a, a classic like British actor. He was in he's a from, Clockwork Orange, yeah, a Clockwork Orange. Orange. Oh wow! But he also played uh, Soren, who was the villain in Star Trek Generations. And he's in that show. He's, he's in, in the the, the Mark show? show. Yeah. Oh damn! Yeah. Anyway, uh, we talked a lot about Unzi, and uh, it was great. Oh man, yeah. that's good. We uh, actually, you know, it's funny. So, little thing. So today, I was uh, down at like the Dundas waste station. Like you guys know, you go. Oh, I know. It's on a recycling yeah. or garbage. Basically, waste. you have a big haul of garbage. You bring it there. You got it. Yeah. So like, we just got like this new bed delivered. So I like I set up the bed. But then you have all this. You set up the bed. Oh yeah, I'm like I'm really I'm like an IKEA master. It's it's not wow. an IKEA bed, but basically years of doing IKEA stuff. Like I. I'm, I'm like good for that. Like I'm not like a handy guy in a lot of ways, but like if you give me furniture or anything like that, like I put in a pod and I actually get excited about doing it. So I set up this bed today. Danica was thrilled, but I hate having these giant pieces of cardboard and styrofoam just like taking up space in the house. So I'm like, I don't want to wait till garbage day. And you also like, you're going to put out all this like stuff. You kind of embarrassed to put it on the street. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the weight station. So instead I jammed it into my car, which was hilarious in its own. So now I've got like styrofoam balls, like just like floating around my car, but I go to the waste station. I'm recycling all this stuff, and this kind of like older dude pulls up beside me. He's got a do- his dog with him. Uh, like, re- like he, I don't know how old this guy was, but he, he was significantly older. Um, and he sort of recycles some stuff, and then he leaves. I throw some uh, cardboard in the thing. I'm coming back from the bin. I see something on the ground that I think is a piece of cardboard because it's brown. It's his wallet. Mm. Upside down, like score spread out. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, he mu- like he must have dropped. So I pick it up, full of bills. So he's got like Whoa. a ton of twenties in it. Whoa. Um, I'm like, I kind of look around. There's like tons of people. It's like a waste station, right? Transfer so There's like tons of. And I'm like, I could go give it to like one of these guys here, but I'm just like, I looked at his like address. I Google Maps it. I'm like, it's eight minutes from this station. He was like an older dude. I don't know. I'm gonna drive it over to his house. So I was like, fuck it. So I. I I drove it to like hand deliver to his place. Whoa! I get to his place, knock on the door, nobody's there. But there's these other two like old boys having a chat, like the house over, and they're kind of like looking at me, like I, I'm in this Dundas like suburb, like I'm just kind of like hanging there with like my, my Raptors. What was the hat. neighborhood like? Nice. It was a nice neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, I'm wearing like you know my Raptors hat, my sunglasses, and like I'm like, I'm like, hey fellas, like yeah, I'm like, um, 
I'm like, does, does Doug live here? Uh, Douglas? Doug? They're like, yeah, Dougie? I'm like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, well, you know, I was just at the, the way station, and I, I, he dropped his wallet, and so I grabbed it. There was a lot of money in it. I figured I'd just come and hand deliver it. Like, oh, my God. They're like, wow. And then they were just like, let's take your number. I'm sure Doug would want to, like, give you, like, want to thank you, you know, personally. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, take, like, take my number, but, you know, it's all good. And then we had this, like, kind of really nice co- conversation and got my car left. And Doug ends up calling me uh, mm. before I even get back home, right? There's $20 <laughs> missing, <laughs> you little shit. Mike, I got so... Well, did you leave it in the mailbox or uh, with them? I didn't want to leave the mailbox, so I ended up leaving with them. And he's like, oh, Doug's one of my best friends. He's like, I'll text him right now. So he probably took the dog to the dog park. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get a call, and it's Doug. He's like, is this Mike? I'm like, it's Mike. And he's like, Mike. He's like, uh, I just want to thank you. Can I, can, can I give you like a reward? And I'm like, no, nah, Doug, I'm like, the reward was you getting your wallet back. I've lost a wallet before. It's the worst feeling in the world. No, I insist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how much are we talking, Doug? I don't know if I want to, am I really going to turn back around and go to Dundas? So, uh, and then he, co- he, he basically explains that, like, his wife uh, is, has some health issues, and she's like, she's got to go to an appointment tomorrow, and he has one later this week, and both their health cards were in the wallet. Whoa. And he was on the way to the bank to cancel all of the cards, and he said he was panicking, and then his, oh. he said his buddy texted him and said, I have your wallet. And he said, so basically, like, having that wallet returned was, like, this, like, big load he off. was the, like, happiest guy uh. in the world. And it just, like, it was actually made me so happy listening to him talk about how much it meant to get that wallet back. Uh, and it, it truly was. Like, I know I joked, and I was like, hey, you getting it back is his own award. But it really, just listening to how happy he was. and like it makes you so fucking happy. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to just go around doing good deeds 100%. all the time. 100%. How much money do you think that happiness is worth? Like, what would make you happier than the happy feeling oh, monetarily? Fifteen hundred bucks? No, I mean, here's the thing. He Three grand? What amount would make you just as happy as that feeling? Like, it's a separate thing. You just say find... I have a scratch ticket. Yes. And then, and I win on that scratch ticket. What would make me feel the way that I felt listening to that man? Yes. I don't think there's a number. Fifty thousand. Uh, uh, <laughs> Did you say fifty thousand? Yeah. yeah, there's a number, Mike. Let's be not number be coy that, here. That, that, could, that could maybe like yeah, uh, uh, recreate the, whatever that serotonin that, that hit that, mm-hmm. that you know. I think ten G's would do it, right? Maybe, but but man, like when you listen to him telling the story and hear the gratitude, yeah. you can't buy that. You can't make that up. That's like a mm-hmm. genuine human interaction that like even money can't actually reproduce. It does make me think about wanting to go around being a good Samaritan like more often though, because mm-hmm. occasionally you know, someone will come up. The other day, I was at a coffee shop and this woman uh, it was probably around my mom's age I could tell she was getting very anxious because the line kind of started to get pretty big and it was a small coffee shop Yep. and I could see her go oh, oh. and then she just kind of left her I, I can't do it and then she just went outside and I, I was like I kind of reminds me of my mom my mom would probably be similarly anxious in that situation so I just went outside and I was like hey what do, you, what do you need let me just grab your coffee and she's no no I'm like, just let me get. and I was like by the way there's a really nice patio in the back so if you don't want to sit in there on the sidewalk go right to the back and I bought her coffee and like got a little croissant and I just threw it there. And it made me feel so yeah. good. Like it was like, I was like, and she, I'm sure she was touched and happy that she, somebody would lend her a hand. Absolutely. But I'm like, no, no lady, this is about me right now. <laughs> 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 it's like, I feel amazing. Who's the next person I can do this for? Uh, uh, but yeah, there is, the, the, it is a very like undefinable, there's no money that you could, I mean, there is money. There's some, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People say that, but there is an amount that could equal yeah, that. Depends happiness. on your yeah, situation. Yeah. I just talked to my accountant. We're doing fine. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a story I have where I did something. <laughs> yeah, it's your uh, turn, Shane. Shane, what have you done nice? Uh, well, lately? you know, I didn't get too angry when I was late here. I let yeah. the workers uh, work thing. here and not yeah. bother them with the name chatter. But yeah, that was it. <laughs> All I can think of. I'm sure I've done good things in my life. Thing. None come to mind, but they're out there. All right. Well, let's. Uh, what, what's oh, so? Yeah. School comes back. School's now. back, baby. Well, school's back. Everybody's in. well. This After is Labor Day. Uh, as Shane was saying, this was his uh, his oldest daughter Lucy's first day of, of school, which is very exciting. Yeah, preschool they call it. So it's not daycare; it's so, preschool. Yeah. Um. When does that start? How I think, old? I I don't know. I, I guess three. Three. So Lucy's three. <laughs> There's still some kids in daycare at three. It's just fancy wording, but yeah, Lucy's three. Yeah, Diapers. She doesn't wear diapers. No. no, she goes potty. She goes poo poo, pee pee. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, were you nervous about sending her off? No, happy. Two years almost working from home. Mm-hmm. A year working of that two years with two kids. Well, that's crazy. Screaming the entire time. Argument like Alex home. Like 
feeding them naps, two naps, three naps. It would just eat up your entire day. And I was at a breaking point. For the last month, it's probably been the hardest month of my entire life. Wow. And today was so easy. The house was dead silent. Wow. Got work done in peace. Even went for a run. I haven't been able to do any physical activity in a month. Wow. Went on a run today. Uh, Anthony told me that he, because um, he has two-year-old and a puppy. Does similar, Anthony, uh, Anthony no. Carone. Yeah, in your band. And how he started to go to bed really early so he could get, wake up earlier than normal and have an hour to himself before anybody wakes up. Because he's like, I just need, and I think about that, like easing into the day. Are you able to do that? Or are you just like woken up to like just I wake shit? up at 6 a.m. For the kids. Yeah. So, so it's like, you, you, you oh, wouldn't yeah. get wake up at five to have that me time? That's not worth it. I find, what I do is I push it on the back end. So I'll give myself, like, I probably should go to bed, like, let's say 1030 because I'm, like, just wiped because I'm up since six or whatever. What I'll do is I'll push it till 1130 so I can have, like, that hour by myself, like, in you know, sort of in my living room kind of just, like, watching some random shit on TV. Like, that's where I get that. Mm. And then I just pay for it if I'm a little tired in the morning. You kind of zombie through breakfast, make a couple jokes. It's tough, though, man. Oh, okay, no more kid stuff. Let's talk about... Um, <laughs> this has been a very... <laughs> this a very I mean, that's plot. on me. I've been driven by Max. That's yeah, the weirdest I know, part. I know. I, know. I can't stop asking questions about it because I was the 10-minute uncle. So, um, <laughs> what... Okay, so my question is, when did you guys oh, start sorry. thinking about your fashion in, mm. in elementary school? Oh, I wore sweatpants... Every day up until grade five, so probably grade six. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Same, grade yeah. six. It was always like Maple Leafs or like San Diego Chargers, like teams I didn't follow, but just designs I liked. With sweatpants? Sweatpants and a sweatshirt combo that would match. Oh. It, they were always matching. Wow. I feel I, uh, like kids get into fashion way earlier now, though. I remember my, uh, my Oma and my Opa, my grandpa and grandma, they took us uh, out shopping. It was like a back-to-school thing, so it was like right near the end of like summer, and they brought me out to get like clothes for school. I think I was in like grade maybe eight. And so my brother was in like grade five or something like that. And we went to like the Bay or Walmart, whatever was around at the time. And I remember I got this like cool, like <laughs> corded, cool to me, like fleece sort of like zip up shirt and these khaki pants. And I was so excited about this like combo outfit. I couldn't wear wait to wear it to school or whatever. And then a couple days later, they brought my brother out and he did shopping for his grade five. And when he came, and by the way, this story, by the way, I still harbor guilt, immense heavy guilt okay. about this story. But basically, little grade five Greggy comes home, and he's excited to show off what he bought. And he bought the exact same outfit as me. He bought oh, like, no. the blue zip-up, the khaki pants. Knowing that you had bought that outfit. He bought it because he, you know, he clearly he like, idolized his older brother. Yeah. He was in grade five. I was in grade eight. Like, and I guess, and, but I, just being like a super like, sociopathic, narcissistic kid in grade eight, I was such an asshole about him copying me that I basically like did like a 20 minute rant about we can't have the same outfit. That's so embarrassing. That's lame. What if we go places of wearing the same thing? And honestly, like I still picture the look on his face. I feel like I crushed in grade five. Greg, oh, no. did you give him the belt? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yes. I sent him to your mom's place. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, I'll take care of this. Yeah. And I just felt like, uh, I, and it was almost like I, I was so blinded by my own like selfishness that in the moment I did the rant and I stormed off and it was only over the next like 48 hours because even like my mom and my Oma were kind of like whoa like take the gas off take the you did off this the in front of your everybody, mom and Oma everybody when he, pu he pulled out the outfit excited to show me because wow. I know I know even telling the story crushes mm. me I feel so bad not about such it. a good Samaritan there Mike and, well we learn right grade mm. 8 grade 8 Mike um but, you know, so sometimes you, you guys talk about, uh, you know, Greg can be a little bit harsh. Maybe that's where it started. Maybe that's where he started to, like, thicken his skin and become a mm. bit of a cynic. I might have done that in that one rant uh, uh, point. on going mm. back to school. But I, I do want to public, like, publicly apologize. And if you are an older sibling and you're listening to this, be kind, man. Does Greg remember this at all, do you think? Do, do you think he, it stands out to him? Yeah, we should call him. That's a good question. Maybe we'll have him on the next pod and ask if he remembers it. Because I'll never forget it. I, I do. I still, it still makes me feel bad. And also, this is the same brother that after the Raptors won the championship, he got like a ring, and he gave he gave. Well, he's me always a been ring. trying to win you over ever since that moment. <laughs> it's, it's like that that psychological yeah. thing where it's like if you treat somebody terribly, yeah. they can't help but try to like yeah win you over. But because um, it's like that ring was his, that outfit was his. Yes, and then he gave it to you. Mm, you you know? think the ring was the, the ring outfit? represents the outfit, and he's like, you want it, you have it. There you go. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too far into it. Yeah. What was your story? Yeah, I gotta hear. It. So my situation, it was like you. I was in grade eight, transitioning into grade nine. 
Oh, so going to high school. Yes, and I was a very cool eighth grader. <laughs> like, Not to all, break. But like, I was the type, like, I'd go to the mall, and all the girls would follow me. Mm. Like, I'd walk around, and there'd be, like, a gaggle behind. And really? <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't have a pore on my face. Like... Porcelain skin, yeah, those blue cool eyes. tattoos. And yeah, stuff, like right? I was popular. Like I was on the yearbook committee, was which was actually cool at the time, and I was valedictorian, voted in, and all that. So I was, I thought I was really cool, and I thought I was gonna dominate grade nine. So I had a best friend, Steve Coons. I'm like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get basketball shooting shirts. Basketball fashion was really in at the time, so I wanted to get these North Carolina baby blue Nike shooting shirts. <laughs> Uh, tearaway pants were huge. Oh, tearaways were Wh- huge. White tearaway pants, and we're gonna get these new Gary Payton shoes, which were amazing. They they had the they were the best design. To this day, they're like the best basketball shoes. And I go, we're gonna wear them first day of grade nine. So you two are gonna go into grade nine in these matching outfits. Yes. <laughs> and, and you're gonna blow away the school. They're gonna look these guys yeah. look so cool. I thought I was going to be like a legend. So walk into school. And it was like that moment in Freaks and Geeks. Do you know that moment where the guy wears this outfit? It's like a disco outfit. And he instantly regrets wearing the disco outfit. He knows he fucked up right away. So the second a guy looked at me, an older student, he was like in grade 11. I'm like, I fucked up. I'm a dead man. And it was initiation week. And I was a lot smaller than Steve Coons. I was like 5'3", 110 pounds. And he was a little bit bigger and looked a little more athletic. So they all chased me the entire week. What? And wanted me to like push a penny down the hallway with my nose. And I was terrified and I wasn't game for that at all. So I would just hide and like skip classes and I'd be like shivering the whole time. And I couldn't, it was so hard for me to recover the entire time at Westmount High School. I eventually ended up leaving that high school, but I, I could never recover from that moment. And Steve went on to become like a track star. A cool guy. He dated like a, a girl in grade 10 or 11 when he was in grade 9. So he became the cool guy after that. How did you afford all the, that clothing? My mom. My mom would buy me anything I wanted. Wow. I couldn't. Like, so we had like a limit. Like I remember desperately, desperately, desperately wanting um, Gap khakis. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you remember the Brian Seltzer commercial? Jump and jab. And anyway. Yes. When yes. Swing was back when, for a minute. When, yes. when Swing was back. <laughs> For like six Zoot suits? What the fuck is going on? Like, what a what? weird time. What a weird time. But those Gap commercials were amazing. Oh, the Gap, mm-hmm. Gap, like Gap advertising had way too much influence on the culture in that moment. It was, the, the ads were amazing, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. And I wanted Gap uh, pants so badly. I was so obsessed with them. And my mom was like, we're not getting you Gap pants. Those are, you know, probably 45 to $55. <laughs> and we only shopped at Walmart. So then she, she like offered to get like Walmart khakis, and I was like, these are not the fucking ones. <laughs> and then I think finally, I think because I was on Uh-Oh, the sh- we talked about this, right? I the never show? knew that. Go this on. is mind-blowing. What? You didn't know I was on Uh-Oh? W- were you a host? Or no, a I was kid? a contestant. Wait a second. I didn't we, know that. Does this clip live online anywhere? It's somewhere. I've tried to go like find the footage. I've actually, in the last year, I emailed like uh, Chorus company? Media yeah. that own YTV, because I was a contestant. Oh, I got slimed. You me, got slimed. Me and my friend uh, Tim. Did Alanis Morissette get the start on Uh Oh too? No, really? she was on the Nickelodeon show where they put the slime on the head. Isn't that what Uh Oh is? Uh Oh is not the Nickelodeon show. You can't show. do that on television. Yes, exactly. That, that Alanis Morissette was Uh-oh on was that. Oh, was like the game show. It was the game show with yes. that guy with the big with hair. The that was the, the Canadian hair. version. Yes, gotcha. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was on Uh Oh. We finished third, like last, dead last. Who's we? I can't remember how the format was. So it was basically pairs. Did you three pairs? Was it a friend of yours? Yeah, yeah, my friend. So basically, they they came to our. Uh, school or Lansdowne and basically like we had a date in like three weeks to be the studio audience and the contestants on the show and to get on the show you just had to run across the stage and go I want to be on uh oh because I'm a wild man Woo! <laughs> or something like that and like shake your head or do a handstand or some shit uh, and that's what I did and Tim and I who was my best friend uh, we became contestants on the show we came last but it actually ended up working out in my favor in a way because Third place got a hundred and fifty dollar gift card each to Club Monaco, and even though it wasn't quite the Gap, I could get cool khaki. Wait, pants. Club Monaco is better than the Gap. Isn't I know, it? but in my mind, Gap was way better. That than That was Club the Monaco. stronger oh, brand okay. for his age group. But yeah, you yeah. still get some nice khakis mm-hmm. at Monaco. Oh yeah, you get some good. Yeah. yeah, but I think it was like, do you guys remember when you, you know you you graduate out of sweatpants into like jeans or khakis or whatever? And then there was like a period of time when instead of a zip up, which was its own thing, new thing. It was button up. Oh yeah, button fly. Button fly. Oh, button fly mm. was a big, big step up. You know, I didn't realize, I wasn't aware that 
I was wearing jogging pants too long. You said graduate jogging pants. It wasn't until like grade seven or eight where I, f I, I heard that there was these girls, these twins that I went to high school with, were making fun of Mike Veerman for wearing jogging pants. Really? It got back to me. And I hadn't even thought that it would be a thing. I was like, wait, what? I was like, oh. And then I kind of look around. I'm like, wait, yeah, I guess a lot of people are wearing like jeans. But jogging pants are just so much more comfortable. But I remember being so That's deeply true. like ashamed mm -hmm. or embarrassed. And then so all of a sudden had, I had to – I basically got shamed into transitioning to jeans. And I'm still not happy about it. Yeah. I'm jogging you're pants. You're wearing sweatpants. It looks like you're wearing sweatpants. No, these are black skinnies. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in proper society. <laughs> hey, I had a similar uh, experience. I, I think I'm told this on the pod. First week of school uh, at McMaster. When I we tried to go to a kegger for the football players, <laughs> this is good. Yeah. And, I, and I was wearing the the, the John, John Lennon, Lennon hat, hat. and then they, they they said something mean about me, and that was that. So I know what it's like to be bullied as well. Do you remember what those words were, Max? Uh, no, I can't say what the words are. Um, is, is this background music? Uh, it's there. But you know what? We got a vibe. I mean, if your bar is yeah. open, then your bar I'm is sure open. I'm sure people like Drake being cranked while listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's legal, right? We could have that in the background. Um, we could, what you get for being late, man. Yeah. I know. We, we can um, we can have some kill it for another 10 or something. And then wrap up. Listen, you're, you're the producer of this pod and the owner of this bar. We, we acquiesce to your uh, direction. Um, and I want to say too, my mom wasn't like super well off. We didn't live that way. It, and my mom was very frugal, mm -hmm. but I would like pressure her into buying me the clothes because I needed to be cool. Do you remember like price points of items from your childhood? Like I remember like a, a fitted basketball hat. shoes for sure. Ba yep, shoes. Yeah, shoes, fitted hats. Um, Those were once a year things. Yeah, where you're like, because oh, I was so obsessed with baseball hats. Like, and I, like, but you could never get one that fit. That's the thing. You go and you'd be like, oh, I'm like two quarter, three inch, whatever this. I it never seven and a quarter, seven and three. They eights. never looked good though. Like I don't know, maybe you found like a fitted. What about snapbacks? Snapback, but they but no, the no, fitted hats were the shit. Like, mm. like the MLB oh, okay. I was super into baseball. They look cool on you. I, at the time, I thought they did. Mm. Ken Griffey Jr. would wear his hat backwards. Oh, he was so cool. And he you see the logo. So, yeah. yeah. He had the best style, too. His swing was oh, awesome. so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, did you guys have, like, spending limits on shoes? $75 was mine. Oh, I, wow. I would get basketball shoes that was $225. Oh, wow. And just because my dad would pay for basketball, going to play basketball, my mom would just buy the gear. But at the time, I just thought adults had infinite amount of money. Do you feel like you're spending a lot more money on your kids' clothing now because of Instagram? No. I think I spend too much money on my kid just because I have that thing where um, our resources are always so like you had to wait till the end of the month for something. Or it's like if you wanted those shoes, your dad's going to take you in the middle of August. And that's the only time. You, so it's once a year thing. Because we had all these little limitations, my brother and I growing up, I'm very much like if we're in like a random storm, when Owen's like, I want that because I can, because I don't give a shit about you know some five dollar toy, I'll just, I want to get it because I want to give her all these things. And Danica sometimes has to say to me, it's like, it's actually it's not a good thing that you just kind of buy her anything you can't. Like I know it makes you feel good that you can just give her these things that you would always get told no for you know financial reasons when you're a kid, but ultimately it's like. What are we setting up here? And she's right. Danica's mm -hmm. always goddamn right. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So then, like, the other day we were in a store, and she wanted to go into a pet. She wanted to get something. I was just like, I was like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to get that one today, kiddo. And I could just see, like, she was like, oh, jeez. But then she was cool. I was like, oh, okay. But it's interesting, that whole, like, going shopping, that you have a 75-point, like, our price point for the yeah. shoes, let's say. And you were probably the most well-off family. Comparatively, like, mm -hmm. under yeah, three. three. But, but my, they, my parents were very frugal. Right. And yeah. they were, like, very middle class, too. We weren't rich by any stretch, but... Mm -hmm. The uh, so my brother and I would always have very different approaches, and I know like so my dad would be like, okay, let's go do the big back to school like shoe shop, and I would just be so excited to have new kicks that I would like, I'd sort of like go into the Foot Locker, let's say, and I'd like in 20 minutes I'd be like, yeah, those Reeboks or Nikes or whatever, those are the ones, I'd be good. I just wanted to get them out on the playground as quick as I possible. I can only imagine where the story is going. My brother literally became infamous in our family because he would want to go to multiple stores and then he'd need to take a break for a day and think about it. And He's then he still that go way. Back. He's still exactly like that. It's insane. And my family were like, you can't bring Greg shoe shopping because it's the most frustrating like, thing. No, okay, if I see Greg and he's wearing a new jacket, I'll be like, Greg, how long did you think about buying that jacket for? He's like, three months. <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, and he always looks cool. Like, Greg has great fashion, but whatever he's wearing, he has deliberated over for months. Mm -hmm. He's been thinking about it and then finding a discount on it. He's when been you, doing that since grade five. When you got the shoes, were you allowed to wear them, or did you have to wait till first day of school? 
Uh, I would. They let me wear them out of the store. I'd probably put my old shoes in the box. That's amazing. Wear them That's up. good parenting. Yeah. I had to wait till first day of school. Wow. It's so embarrassing to show up with a shiny pair of shoes. What about you, Max? What do you feel about that? Um, I think I like it shiny and new. So, but was there a rule in place? Oh. If you like that, that's fine. If don't you don't like it, that's the, where yeah, the no, problem is. Yeah, I don't is. think there was a rule. Mm. Yeah, I don't think there's any rule. Oh. Do you guys now when you buy new shoes? I mean, we're, we're those. I don't need to do this, but like you put the like the ones you went to the store with, you put them in the box and you wear the new ones out. I like doing that. Yeah. I, don't, do I, I wear my shoes to the bone, yeah. so I, I like doing that. And I like getting them as dirty as possible as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. My buddy, uh, actually I won't say his name because he went on to become a police officer, but uh, he used to go into the Foot Locker and try on shoes, and he would just leave his old shoes in the box and walk out of the store oh, with wow. the new shoes on and it? just slide the box. You guys don't know him. Okay. So I hate um, loud mufflers. And I've wanted to start doing this thing where when a car or a motorcycle goes by, I, I just downloaded a... Oh, hold on a second. I just missed a phone call. Very important. We're going to see if we can get this. Hello? Greggy boy. We're doing a live podcast with your brother and Shane. Um, right in this moment. And we just have a question for you. Uh, yeah, do you remember uh, when you were in grade five and you came home with an outfit that was exactly the same as your older brother Mike and then Mike reamed you out in front of your na- Nona and your mom? Um, do you remember that moment? I do. I remember. Yes. I got the, the same outfit. A- and was it traumatizing to you? Um, not traumatizing, but it was, uh, you know, it was embarrassing. I really, like, uh, when I got the outfit, I got it because I thought it looked cool on Mike and then when his reaction... I became like very like self-aware in the moment of like oh like it was very embarrassing. I was like oh yeah, I just copied exactly what he did. Uh, and was that a turning point in your life? Did you say from now on I'm going to deliberate three months minimum before I make any purchase? <laughs> that was exactly the moment. Yeah, so I guess it was traumatizing because look at the effect it had. <laughs> okay, that's all we want to know. All right, guys. Have a great life. Okay, bye. There you have it. I still feel terrible. Yeah. Jerk move. Uh, but at least he's actually uh, he turned into a thoughtful person. He's like, you know, if I'm going to buy something, I'm going to make it really worth my while. I will say, too, I really did take a turning point probably starting around grade nine where I became a lot more, like, um, protective and parental more so than, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I sort of became much more aware of, like, my role in our relationship and my, my, you know, being the older brother and what that means. Did you ever um, put your socks into your jeans? Oh, big time. When you're riding a bike. No, no, no. Like, no, like, like, like hip-hop style. Like, yeah. I'm talking about like early 2000s. Um, well, you're wearing big baggy jeans and you put your socks in the back. You maybe, no. maybe wearing a Rockefeller shirt. Rockaware, sorry. Rockaware hoodie. You know, you never did I, that? I did not, You no. used to, you were a hip-hop dresser. You, yeah. Like, you were a hip-hop kid. I love Nelly, love Jay-Z, love No, hey, Mike, I dressed hip-hop too. Did you? Were you I like d- hip-hop? Totally. Really? Baggiest pants. I wore it all, FUBU, everything. Under your butt, yeah. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Echo or Exco? Sometimes my mom would come home with stuff that she bought out of, like, you know, the back of a van, and it would say Exco or be fake FUBU, and I just couldn't wear it. Yeah. We, there were so many of those knockoffs going around Hamilton, like mm-hmm. fake Nike tearaways. My, my aunt parents Nancy, fall for it all the time. Oh, she was, my aunt would gladly buy them, and I didn't care. It was like, it looked real enough to me. I was like, my style was like sporty, like kid, like hockey jerseys and baseball jerseys. And then boy band. Like, I basically was trying to like go more preppy, like boy Caesar band. haircut. Oh. Who was your favorite pop star that you tried to emulate? Oh, basically like, well, like Backstreet Boys and like NSYNC were popular when I was like in high school. So I was like. Which Backstreet Boy did you feel like represented you more? <laughs> Ooh, question. I was a Brian guy. Oh, really? That's funny. I, I didn't, I don't think I related to any. Maybe Howie, I don't know, because he was kind of shorter than everybody else. Oh, and then, I, if I, Brian was short too. If, yeah, if I had, I was to, Kevin. I don't think I just more thought about it like, oh, all the girls like the way those guys like they like them, and mm-hmm. that, I think I, I, mean, I could dress like that. Mm-hmm. But I never really did a hip hop. I think I had one summer where I was like, like tank tops, like white tank tops, and like really baggy pants. Did you ever wear tuka shells? Oh, I yeah. feel like yeah. Shoe- oh, I did. There's some <laughs> photos playing I, I said Tuka, but yeah. what are they called? P- Pukashu shells or whatever. <laughs> Tukashu. You know, like the sh- little shell necklaces? Oh, they were yeah. like a thing for a minute, and I definitely had a summer where I wore those, yeah. That's Do you funny. you pierce your ears, Shane? No, never. No piercings, no. I've always kind of wanted to pierce my ear. People always used to tell me to get an eyebrow ring. They'd be like, you'd be cool with one. Eyebrow ring? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Because I was kind of alternative. I had the yeah. long blonde hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. What uh, what kind of earring? Uh, back to me. Uh, what kind of earring mm-hmm. could I have? What do you think would look cool right now? 
best like, earring for like a hoop? you. Oh, it stuff. has to be in your ear, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess that's anyway. why they're called earrings. Okay. Like, um, like you're talking about like 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 a like a long one that like. No, I can make a little one. Oh, like a diamond, like a stud. No, or just like a little loop. Little yeah, hoop. Yeah, 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 I think a big hoop. Mm-hmm. A big hoop. Yeah. <laughs> like you just own it totally in like a weird fashiony way. Oh, like like Jordan in the '90s. Yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. So double earrings. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or remember, like when uh, people would do like the they get a huge hole put in their ear, their oh, lobe. Yeah. Oh, I don't like, like that. Julian kind of had that a small mm. version of it. Jules, yeah, he was very emo fashion. Yeah, yeah. he had like the button version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't even picture you with earrings right now. Is there anyone that you can think of that currently looks cool with earrings? Oh yeah, Ash is laughing. Like, are there any pop stars or like like? I athletes? mean, I think Shawn Mendes has an earring. Does he? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Do any of our friends have earrings besides Julian, who used to? Oh, good question. I don't know. I, don't I think Virtual used no. to have an earring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah do, do any, they're all like adults. He had the, he had the, he had the belly button. Oh, uh, you know who AJ has an earring? Oh, Better AJ. Better AJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Better AJ has an earring, and it, it says, yeah, he has a few different kinds. It's like an L.A. logo. The reason we call him Better AJ is because we have two friends named AJ. One <laughs> <laughs> is Better AJ, one's just AJ. <laughs> just AJ, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like when we entered the group, we did it to kind of fuck with the original AJ. It was like, oh, he's the Better AJ. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's the back to school. Yeah, uh, how long are we, Aaron? Guys, we're sitting at like an hour. We've just been okay. Let's do Shane Surprise. This is a big nothing podcast. So I was kind of into it. <laughs> I know. Like we um, didn't really talk about anything. Yeah, I hope I hope our listeners uh, have enjoyed the journey. I got to say, this was more nice about us day. hanging out yeah. than it was about you, listener. How does it feel <laughs> us hanging out? Like, does I it like feel it. weird to you? No, you know what? You know what's gonna happen, and it's not gonna feel. I think there's other fun stuff to talk about that we have to talk about off air. Yes, that we'll get to. A lot has happened. I have, I have some ideas, uh, mm-hmm. questions, and stuff, but. Uh, but it is weird to me how normal it is to just see you in person now mm. after not seeing you for basically two years. Yeah. Went from nothing to us sharing a bowl of popcorn, popcorn together. I know. It's really and nice. hanging out. Um, but yeah. Okay. Shane's surprise. Yeah. Yeah. This atmosphere is a little bit different than I pictured, but mm. I'm going to try to do a phone call as you already oh, did. Oh, cool. Wow. Okay. So basically, maybe Mike can yep. fill everyone in. We're at odds. And Odds has kind of a sassy social media oh. manager. <laughs> this is amazing. So Mike brought up an issue one day. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did send a text to you guys, yeah. And you had a grievance. And what, <laughs> what was the grievance, Mike, as I'm looking for the post uh, right now? You know, I'm chilling, probably sitting on my couch, and I'm just scrolling the old gram, and I come across uh, an Odds post, and it is, uh, it is, um, it's a can of beer that's called Real Nice. And the caption was, this long weekend is going to be Borat voice. Uh, Real nice. nice. So that's like the bit. So I screen grabbed that and I sent it to Shane and Max. And I can't remember what my text said. But I was like, correct me if I'm wrong, fellas. But I'm pretty sure that Borat says, very nice. I'm like, real nice, I don't think is what he says. That seems like what a dad would say trying to imitate Borat and getting it wrong. wrong. But I could be wrong. What do you guys think? And then you said... Take it up with Nick. Take it up with Nick. That was I Nick Googled post. it immediately, and it. Mike was right. Mm. But here's what's weird. Nick is such a comedy guy, like, and I feel like he knows comedy inside and out. He knows every Simpsons quote. I feel like he would know Borat inside and out, that he would never make a misstep mm. like this. So I just wanted to find out the psychology behind it. <laughs> Did he think this was close enough where it didn't matter? Was he trying to do it for, like, an odds audience? Or does he genuinely feel like this is funny content oh okay so let's because we might be past borat voice not even past it but to misquote the movie so bad yeah borat doesn't say real nice so um, we're gonna call nick nick this is uh, shane cunningham here from michael much podcast (laughs) are you free are you free for a chat right now uh yes i am okay also i feel like we've met enough times you don't well, I'm just calling you out of the sheer blue here with no notice. So, um, but okay, I just have some questions about the Odds Instagram account. Now, is it true you are their sassy social media manager? Uh, I would say co-manager. Co-manager. Um, I don't know if Max has handed over the reins entirely to me at this point, but uh, I definitely post uh, sometimes. It's okay. probably. What would, would, would maybe like, I don't know, 65, 35? Does that not? Okay, and the, the 65 would be in your favor. Yeah. Okay, I but so. I guess what we're going to talk about today is a particular post, and that would be one related to the movie Borat. 
Okay. It's Max holding a beer. His hair looks mildly wet, and it's parted down the middle. Anyway, he's holding, he's holding the beer can. The beer can says, real nice. The caption yeah. says, this long weekend is going to be Borat voice. And then I guess you're supposed to look at the can of beer that says, real nice on it. So it's like, this long, right. we- this long weekend is going to be real nice is, is what you wanted the effect to be. So did you know that that's not actually the line from the movie? Yeah, it's very nice in the movie, right? It is. I honestly, I was just like, ah, close enough. Which is, I guess, speaks to how much thought I put it into. Okay. <laughs> now, would you do this if this was your own personal account, or do you think that like the bar audience wouldn't care? Because I feel like you're a very comedy-centric guy who would care about a potential misstep like this getting out and people knowing that you were behind it. Well, honestly, I was like, yeah, if somebody, if somebody says something, I'm like, yeah, that's just more, more engagement. Um, and, <laughs> oh, so and, controversy and, sells. Yeah. yeah, and if you look at, if you kind of look at the kind of Instagram in general, to be honest, it's, it's, it's probably Max's, Max's mug that's doing the heavy lifting in, in this mm-hmm. photo anyway, um, in the sense that, yeah, I think that's what kind of got people excited about it. But yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not the actual quote, but... Are you claiming right now that you almost intentionally got it perfectly wrong to spark a conversation of sorts? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, I don't know. I, I don't know how intentional any of it was. Like, I knew he says, he says very nice, not real nice, but... Well, and Nick, um, if you're, if you're going to yeah. say it, Nick, if you're going to say it, you have to say it in the Borat voice. When you say, I know he says very nice, you got to do the voice. Oh, right, okay, okay, cool. Ooh, are we... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. He does. He does very nice. But um, yeah, no. What, I, I'm curious, Shane. What got you interested in this? Just because you know it was a misquote and no. Mike texted us in a private chat, just Max and I, and was very concerned that maybe Max was behind it and just thought it should be altered in some way. And then we were all shocked to find out that it was you who was behind it, just because we hold you in such high regard when it comes to comedy and getting things right. You, well, you shouldn't, is your first thing. <laughs> okay. And then secondly, is, yeah, I know, like, I'm sure Max and you guys have experience with this, too. It's like, sometimes it's like you gotta, you gotta get stuff out there. You just gotta, you know, communicate as much as you can, like, on Instagram and stuff like that for, for the bar and stuff. So it's like, it's not perfect, it's not perfect, but it's just better than, you know, having a post with drink specials on it or something. Yeah, because for some reason, originally I thought it was Max who was behind it, and it was a lot funnier if it's Max misquoting it. Then when I found out it was you, I was like, that's not funny. That's just wrong, and I wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, this, this is actually helpful, though, Shane. Like, Max has the password, and if there's anything you feel like you can punch up, just feel free to go in there and, and punch it up. Like, yeah, I, I'm... I'm trying to think now of other maybe disappointing um, posts I would have made that you wouldn't be happy with. Um, it's and- mostly Mike because, yeah, Mike is like you, I would, someone who's very accurate when it comes to quoting films and getting it right via text. So it's mainly Mike who brought this to my attention. But any closing <laughs> remarks, Mike? No, I, I literally I, I was chilling in the morning and I was just like, I was like, I, th- I think we got this wrong. And then Max very quickly uh, just said, uh, yeah, talk to Nick. So yeah, it was <laughs> here a we are. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a struggle, I'm telling you. Sometimes it, it's like, you know, like we love everything happening at the bar and we're all always super excited about it. But like we don't want to kind of like just bug people with the same post three times a week. Actually, so I figured if we could get it in the, in the ballpark... That would be maybe hopefully enough to make someone be like, oh, okay, sweet. Well, Nick, are you, are you in Hamilton right now? Uh, I am not. I'm, uh, I'm in Toronto. With, uh, well, we're all... We're all... Is, is everything okay? Is the service okay? I, mean, uh, I was worried Shane was calling because, like, <laughs> he got a coli or something at the bar. No, it's wonderful. No, it's great so far. Yeah, I'm on my second beer. I'm enjoying everything. We're going to have some nachos. All right. Well, I think this is a great time to wrap it. I can hear, like, margarita being shaken up in the background. Yeah. 
we can get some music going together. Yeah, we can crank the music. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for uh, doing this with uh, the, the crew here at Odds. And come on great. down to Odds. Yeah, uh, we should do it weekly here now. Ooh, it's a perfect like atmosphere for spot? Yeah. Yeah, We should build a little studio and ooh, do like a live show. I like Ash, that. Ash, uh, it's great to see you in person as well. Do you have anything <laughs> to say to the listeners, the loyal listeners? They always ask about it. Well, I hear every pod at least three times before it goes mm. out, and uh, I think we're all very... Been, been this will be an easy strong. one, right? Yeah, this will be a very easy <laughs> one. It's, uh, sat in on it, sign off, you know? There we go. That's all wow. we needed to hear. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting a call from Doug. From who? The guy that I found his wallet oh, again. Put him on the pod. I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. All right. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. That's it. That's all. That's our episode. 